Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Hoodoo Cleansing Protection Magic, Binaural Production Engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and click on the PayPal link and just make a donation. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Reverend Michael J.S. Carter from the show Ancient Aliens. And recently, he came out with a new book called Initiation, the Spiritual Transformation of, of, of the Experiencer, a Guide for Contact Experiencers. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks for having me, brother. It's good to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. So, you know, I, I don't know how many people know that you're an experiencer. I don't know if I've ever seen you actually talk about it on Ancient Aliens. Um, uh-huh. so, so tell a little bit about your, your contact experience, how it affected you, and how it brought you to writing this book. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, on Ancient Aliens, they're not interested in it. And so, and you know, they have their own, uh, you know, agenda. And I mean that in a positive sense of Mm -hmm. the word. They're putting out uh, the information the way they are. And they didn't even know it until when someone heard me mention it. Um, I came, my first experience, well, as a child, I would always, I mean, I thought it was natural. Like I could see colors around people. Now I know obviously those are auras and, and I would see these orbs flying around me. I thought everybody did. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that if I stared at someone long enough, especially if the skin was a little darker, like tanned or what have you from the sun, if I stared long enough, I could see the skeleton inside a person's I thought everybody saw these things. And, um, you know, I'd be lying in bed and I would see they were like the red and blue or green. They looked like donuts. They were orbs there were circles and they had a little circle in between and they would just kind of float like i could see the three-dimensionality of my room in a sense Uh, there was a depth perception and so i thought that was normal i used to wake up with these nosebleeds what was interesting though i didn't know i thought my ears were bleeding okay Mm -hmm. i would wake up on and i would see blood on my pillow and i would go what what are my ears? And and later did I get it that it was my nose that was bleeding, but also later on, I, you know, contactees or experiencers would have nosebleeds. December twenty eighth, nineteen eighty nine. I'm coming back with my girlfriend at the time from Mexico. Uh, we went to uh, Cancun, but we took a trip to the Yucatan to see the Mayan pyramids and what have yeah. you. I uh, want to tell you that. Didn't even see Star Trek then, uh, wasn't into sci-fi, uh, but I read a lot of stuff. But but so there was no influence, at least for me, for that way. And uh, flew back to New York, got off at JFK. A friend of mine had invited us to a party down in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, my girlfriend didn't want to go. It was cold. Um, you know, it was December 28th. 
She was tired. I was kind of pumped up. I was kind of tanned and hair was colored, you know, from the sun. And I said, I'm going to go and, and gloat. And I went to my friend's party. No beverages were consumed, no alcoholic beverages. I probably had too many deviled eggs, which I love. And um, I love them. I do God too. I, so I know my cholesterol is, oh my, anyway. Um, so I went and we talked and they oohed and odd and oh, how was it? And and I felt good and uh, they were freezing and I just got back and I went home. I walked up to Times Square and uh, uh, caught the bus home. And um, that evening, I don't know what to this day, whether I had to get up and go pee, I don't know. I just felt there was some, some the, the, the room, there was something about the room. So I turned around and there was a being at the foot of my bed and I was terrorized. Now, just want to preface this, when my book came out, um, August 2nd, I sent a copy to my my ex, hmm. my first ex. And she said, when she read the book, she said, I remember. She said, I remember that night, Michael, you were so scared. I had never seen you so scared. And she said, I remember seeing tears in the room, but my, I, my mind just said, oh, just go to sleep. So maybe they put her to sleep. She did not wake up. Yeah. There was a thing at the foot of my bed. Now I only saw one. She said she saw figures. I saw one. And it was, um, I'm going to say it was a he. It could have been a she. I don't know. And he was about four feet tall, uh, really thin, and had on a jumpsuit really tight that looked like Reynolds wrap. It looked like aluminum foil he, he wore. A uh, big head. And, and, and those kind of Ray-Ban wraparound eyes. And the, my, my, our room was lit up. This was at 45 West 81st Street at the Excelsior Hotel. It's still there, that hotel, because she still lives there. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's right across the street from the planetarium between Columbus and Central Park West. And there was a blue light. And behind that was a huge white. It was like our, the room, the bedroom was lit up like Times Square. And I was so frightened. And I pulled the covers up over my head right. and got into the fetal position. And um, I, I was just afraid. And so, but I heard this, uh, it was like a whooshing. Like I was, and then it felt like I was outside. And I, my mind is trying to wrap my mind. Why not? Why am I freezing like this? And then the next thing I know, I, when I pulled the covers back down, I said, I'm going to look, I'm going to see. And when I pulled the covers back down, nobody was there. Hmm. Nobody was there. Wake her up. And, 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 and my, Sandy is a deeply spiritual person. I mean, she, and she didn't laugh or anything. She just said, no, what happened? And I told her. And then for about twice a month, every new moon and every full moon, for about eight months, maybe a little over, they would come. And Sandy worked at night. So they would come when I was alone. And I, 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 I couldn't sleep at night. I was 
afraid, and, and they never did anything to hurt me except once they did something to hurt me. But, but and, and we can get to that. And, and so, um, you know, I was a wreck. And I was a wreck. And, but, but I had a lot of energy, man. I had a mm-hmm. lot of energy. And, and my hair would grow fast. My skin, my nails would grow. It was, and I felt really, really smart. <laughs> and, 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 and the other thing though was this, that changed me. Now I was already on this path, but I felt like more love or something. That's the only way I can describe it. I felt more at one with everything, with nature and with humanity. And with, that's the only way I could explain it. Like, like I just softened. Uh, it was easy, more easier for me to say, hey, I'm scared or I don't know or um, I love you. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it was something had shifted. Not that I didn't couldn't do that before, but it was like on steroids. Right. So I went and um, uh, you're still not watching any sci fi. And I started buying all these books on what this stuff. But I was drawn to religion. So, but I, I bought all these books at, at the uh, Open Center bookstore on Spring Street at the time. And I remember going to, um, to the cashier and I felt, honestly, I felt like I was buying condoms for the first time. <laughs> I wouldn't even look at the guy. And I remember he was a very bizarre looking guy because this was before dreadlocks were in style. And he had a bald head, but the dreadlocks only came on the side. There was nothing here. <laughs> it was very bizarre. And uh, um, and we later became very friendly. And so when I put the books up on the counter, I wouldn't look at him. <laughs> and he said, uh, you don't look too good. And I didn't say anything. He said, you okay? I said, I'm fine. He said, so he started ringing up. He said, is this, um, is this a hobby or is this for real? And I said, you know, it's for real. And he gave me a card and he wrote a name and number on the back of it. And he handed it to me. And it was for a support group mm-hmm. for experiences. And and, and the, one of the books I brought was called um, Encounters. Uh, you could probably get on Amazon by Dr. Edith Fiore. Yeah. And she was a, a hypnotherapist and a mental health person, which I needed. And in the back of the um, in the back of the book, it was a list of all these symptoms or characteristics, but it was also phone numbers for therapists and regressionists. So I found there were two people in New York. There was a woman named Aphrodite Claymore, who I just, I don't know, this is my bias, but I was so fragile mentally to go to somebody named Aphrodite, I just couldn't handle <laughs> And I know that's the the, the, the Greek goddess, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But Aphrodite, it was just too much. But there was a Dr. Jean Mundy, who's gone. She's She crossed over. And she helped me and um, let me know I wasn't crazy, that there were other people having these same experiences. I went to her and um, and then later, years later, I, when I met Bud Hopkins, the late Bud Hopkins, he regressed me. We did a, a, a UFO conference um, called the Annual Long Island Conference, and I don't know, annual, I, that may have been the only conference they had. I don't know if they had it every <laughs> year, but I met Bud, and he, and I, he knew, I told him my story, and he regressed me. Uh, so that helped me. 
but I was a wreck because I was seeing these beings and I've seen many races and I'm telling you, I'm seeing them not in my dreams. I'm talking about, they, sometimes they've touched me. They, they're in my bedroom. Um, and so I got drawn. I'm not a nuts and bolts individual. I could care less about how these ships fly, mm -hmm. uh, propulsion systems, back engineering. Those are for greater minds than mine. I'm more interested in the religious spiritual part of it. Like, like, like how are you going to act? now when when you've been shocked uh and it's going to change what you believe yeah and uh so i started reading everything i could on uh the bible and uh, other religious other religions and flying saucers um and um there, there were there were some uh dr barry downing a uh, friend and colleague of mine uh, he wrote a book back in 1968 called uh, The Bible and Flying Saucers. Morris K. Jessup wrote something in the 50s. He died under mysterious circumstances. Um, he wrote something about UFOs in the Bible. A woman from this area, Reverend Virginia Brazington. I have the books over there. Mm -hmm. She wrote on, on UFOs in the Bible. Um, a couple other people, R.L. Dion. Our initial R, initial LD, he wrote a book called um, Does God Drive a Flying Saucer? So it was a lot of biblical stuff in there. And so that got me going. And the only difference between myself and those folk is that I was seeing them. Mm -hmm. And if they were seeing them, they weren't telling anybody. Now, I know Barry hasn't because he's told me. He's even said, I don't even want to have that experience. But um that's how I got started. And, you know, I've, I've written five books and uh, two on the Bible and religion and UFOs. One is a meditation manual and one is about prayer and uh, affirmative prayer and healing. But I guess all my experiences culminated in this book initiation. I, I, I When I was on Ancient Aliens, I can't tell you how many people would reach out to me and go, Oh my God, I didn't know. And mm -hmm. what I read, you know, I saw you and, um, and this is what's happening to me. Oh, or can I still be a Christian and, or whatever, and hold these beliefs in UFOs and people just searching. Yeah. And, and they're in some kind of pain because you can't talk about it. Now you can talk about it a little more since the government came out. Mm -hmm. People don't snicker so much now, but, um, and so I said, let me just get this out. And I got it out. And now it's out in the stores and uh, people have said, because it's not just for experiencers, it's directed at experiencers. But let's say like there's a chapter in it about um, uh, if you're in a relationship, you know, how, how do you handle it when you're having the experience or and your, and your partner is, or maybe they're having it and you're, and you're not. A lot, lot, lot of, uh, a lot of relationships break up. Mm -hmm. A lot of them break up, man, because that's hard to deal with. And so the high strangeness of it all. And there's uh, something, some indicators, because there's some people who've had um, experiences and don't know. Or they think they've had experiences, and, and but they're not sure. And so I've written about... Um, uh, 
you know, you know, have you always your beliefs? Okay, for instance, on page 26. Because uh, for me, I'm always wondering how all these people are into UFOs. What, I mean, what triggers that? Right. How, how did you get into this? Was this something you just thought about and you started like? Because some people are obsessive. So if you have an interest in, in UFOs, if you have faith in other dimensions and that there's intelligent life besides us, do you have a really keen interest into the occult, the paranormal, psychic phenomena? Uh, uh, those kinds of things. Metaphysics. Uh, do you have a deep concern about our, our ecosystem, what we're doing to it? Now, everybody who has this is not an experiencer, right. but all experiences have this to a degree. Are you always questioning the, the status quo? Uh, are you keenly aware of earth changes? Are you really motivated for equality and justice? Those are just a few of the beliefs, the physical indicators. Dreams or nightmares of beings in other worlds? Do you have precognitive dreams? Do you have dreams of flying or levitating or meeting other people? Do you have dreams of being healed or healing folks? Are you skilled in telepathy or clairvoyance or clairaudience or uh, telekinesis? Do you have uh, periods of anxiety or just fear for no apparent reason? Strange marks on your skin, or burns or bruises? Uh, Memories that don't quite fit into the facts of your early childhood. If you're a woman, do you, have you had unexplained aborted pregnancies? Do you need, has your diet changed? Are you leaning more towards a uh, vegetarian diet, mm -hmm. vegan diet? And the spiritual indicators. Um, all of a sudden, everything you believe in religion changed. How did that happen? Why did that happen? Uh, do you have a, a intense desire to study comparative religions, a desire or belief that humankind can can attain a, a, an advanced state of consciousness? Uh, do you want to live in a Star Wars world or Star Trek world? Do you do you really really resonate with that? Do you have an intense desire to serve humanity? Again. Everyone who has what I just read is not an experience, but many experiences have those indicators that I just read. So that's what the book is about. Um, and that experiencers, if we listen to them, especially the ones who say, what happened to me was scary, but I learned from it, I grew from it, I changed from it for the better. Those are the folks we need to be listening to because they're going to be pioneers in, as we go forward. Right. Because the, the world has changed. So how did it change you for the better? It changed me because it made me more authentic. Um, and again, I was working towards this. It wasn't a magic wand and all of a sudden. Uh, it, it, it made me more accepting of other people's beliefs. I mean, I always was, but I knew that the things that we were fighting for and fighting over was really not worth it in the long run. And yes, I knew that intellectually, mm -hmm. but now I know it. And so um, I, I got me into healing. I became a Reiki uh, 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 healer after all of this time. I'm sure they influenced that. Um, I saw a bigger picture. You know, I grew up as a Baptist and yes, I got away from it even before I had my visits. 
but I got to realize that this really there's more than one way to, to, to navigate this earth journey and that everybody who doesn't believe like you believe is not going to be barbecued in hell. Uh, <laughs> everybody that doesn't, that's why I got away from my, my religion of origin. And I know that that works for some people and that's okay. For me, it didn't. I, it was hard for me to fathom that um, if, if there was a God, this God would punish you for eternity because you didn't believe in them. Or maybe you followed a different path. That just did not make sense to me. Right. And so it made me see a bigger reality, one that I could not fathom. Um, I love Eastern philosophy. Uh, I love it. I think it's and that doesn't mean you have to give up one for the other. But in the West, and I know because I'm trained in the West, I was educated in the West, life is either good or it's bad. It's either black or it's white. It's either negative or positive. But life is not always like that. Sometimes life is gray. And I, and that's what I love about the Taoism uh, mm-hmm. philosophy. There's a little light in the dark and there's a little dark in the light. That's life. And also studying, you know, Native American uh, of religions or in philosophies and you know um you live in mystery it's okay to say you don't know because because god you can't know there's some things you can't know some right. things you don't need to know but here in the west we got to know everything and and if we don't know it then we I, and and you know someone said it succinctly that science says and science is changing so i want to be clear but, but, you know, because, because of quantum mechanics, quantum physics. But science says, um, I'll believe it when I see it. But spirituality and faith and that says, um, I see it because I believe it. Mm-hmm. Two different ways of looking at life. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's why I left and they really... I'm not saying they forced me. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying every time I encountered them, I was changed. And I went deeper. I peeled the onion. I peeled. I got to know myself more. Things I didn't like about myself. Things that in relationship, in my personal relationships, especially with, you know, my romantic relationships, I had to take stock of who I am. Because if I can't, if I don't know who I am, who do I give to you? Who do I give to you as a, a, a lover, as a partner? If I'm, st- I still don't know who I am yet, and 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 I know because I've been with people who didn't, mm-hmm. and also about what I deserve. Now I'm 64, brother. I'll be on Medicare in April. <laughs> I'll be 65. Okay, and uh, so time goes fast, and I'm saying, hey man, this stuff is real. I mean. Time goes. What are you going to do with your life? So, so, so it's it's about growing up in a way. Yeah, yeah. it's about growing up. And um, what else? That you know. And and again, I worked on this too. It wasn't like they. You know, I had to work. I like I, I'm 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 really at a good place in my life, brother. I don't have to be right. That gave me so much peace. I don't have to invite to be to, to attend every fight I'm invited to, every argument. But I, to lose the need to be right. Mm-hmm. I say, A, you don't get it, it's okay. And if I don't get it, it's okay. I don't have to be right. 
you know, it was just a lot of growth yeah. over a period of time. And, um, and I looked at them as my friends. One time, only one time that I remember that they did something that hurt me um, at the beginning. Uh, when they would come, they would paralyze me. They didn't paralyze me that first time. And, but I would be awake. And they would show me pictures in my head. Uh, very seldom did they speak. And when, when, the only time when I saw a reptilian, they spoke, but the, his words didn't, his mouth didn't move. It was, I, it's like I had two speakers in my head. And uh, so it was like telepathic. But um, the little gray, white, white looking, chalk looking uh, people, uh, they stuck a needle right here. I'm, I didn't have a ponytail then, but right where your head, right where your neck meets that little hollow there. Mm -hmm. Like the brain I mean, That's, 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 yeah. Man, that, that was pain. Someone told me that you can get to the pituitary gland that way. Well, I don't know. Maybe they should find a different way. <laughs> uh, I, I screamed. And, and then they, they, they were gone. And I remember my girlfriend said she came home one day. Oh, this is what had happened. I was telling an astrologer friend of mine about it. And um, she said, you know, you got to set some boundaries with these people. I said, what? She said, I know it's going to sound stupid, but you got to tell them they can't do that. And I'm like, they can walk in my house at night and walk through my I'm going to tell them. She said, I'm serious, Michael. So um, she said, talk to them. You may not see them in a the room. Talk to them. And I did. And I yelled at the top of my lungs. That hurt. I remember my girlfriend came home. She said, I'll never forget. I'm walking into the house and you're in your underwear yelling up at the ceiling. That's what I saw. So they come again. I'm paralyzed. But I'm awake. I can see. I can. They put a picture in my head of a syringe. And all of a sudden, I feel ever so slightly a prick in my, 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 my crown. Mm -hmm. It's like when, if you don't like needles, well, I've been in doctor's offices all my life. So, um, and they take your blood and you don't even feel it. You feel lucky. Yeah. You feel good. <laughs> wow, I didn't even feel it. That's how I felt. Because um, I didn't feel it ever so. And so to my mind, they listened to me. They heard me. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't hurt me. Now, people could say, man, that's nutty. They don't care about you. Well, I think they did. So um, that went on. I, and then my intuit intuition got stronger. OK, I started knowing things. I started trusting things. Um, I started, you know, I think about somebody and they call or I called. You know, it was it was interesting what had happened. Um, the, the healing work got more intense. Mm -hmm. Put my hands on somebody and they would go, oh, that's, you know, those are the things that helped me. Um, and, you know, it still happens. Sometimes years go by, but I still get a visit and I uh, probably will get one 
or two. Probably get them off and on for the rest of my life. But that's what changed me. And that's what I was an actor, right, in New York. I, I thought I was going to be Denzel Washington or something. And um, I wound up giving that up. Not because it's bad to be an actor. Not be, I'm still using those skills. Uh, you know, I get up in front of mm -hmm. speaking to people at church or, you know, on Ancient Aliens, you just got to know where the camera is and don't move too much. Um, but uh, I, 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 I wanted to serve more. I always did, but I don't want to do this anymore. It takes too much energy because to be an actor, man, you got to be pretty self-involved. <laughs> you know, you got to be really me, 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 me. I mean, that's just the nature of it. And I wasn't that way anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe I never was to a degree. So I went to seminary, studied uh, Christianity and other religions. And now I'm using those same skills. You know, the reason I'm a little tired is because um some people I know are shooting a document documentary, which I did. Mm -hmm. Money exchange hands. They got to get some backing for it. But it's about consciousness and the shift in consciousness and uh, the, the UFOs and the paranormal and OBEs and NDEs. And so they came to my church and shot the service. And they interviewed me yesterday and, and Saturday. And... Um, you know, so things are starting to come my way. And I am i know two other pe projects that are going on like this. I'm not going to mention names because they don't have the money yet. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, people are talking about consciousness. Yes. Okay. And wanting to make a movie or one. I know three other, uh, well, one I did, two other people. They're trying, one person's on the other side of the globe. And they're saying, I want to do a documentary about this. I want to get, there's stuff happening all over. Because, yes, we still may get hit by an asteroid. Mm -hmm. Climate change may wipe us out. We right. will, of course, probably wipe ourselves out. But at the same time, there's a new world being born. And it's all over the globe. People are saying, no, we, I'm tired of 1% of the people owning all the work. Well, I'm tired. I need a job. I need a job that's going to treat me like a human being and I can have a living wage. And I'm tired of the government doing this. I'm tired of racism. I'm tired of women not being able to own their own bodies. This is going all over the globe. And, and the old paradigm, because Newtonian physics says two objects can't be in the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. But quantum says, yeah, they can be in the same place. It's just that they're vibrating on different levels. So we have an old paradigm that doesn't want to let go. So they're vibrating with fear and there's not enough, and there's war, and you're going to carry on, and we're going to get you. And then and then there's this other paradigm where people are saying, um, you know, I want, to, I want to serve. I want to take care of the earth. I want to stop all this racist stuff. I mean, I want, to, I want equality. I want, I want a more fair and just world. And they're, they're, they're right here in the same place because quantum physics tells us this can be. And if you don't have a spiritual practice, if, you, if you're not centered, if you can't see a different world, these other people will give you a, they'll, they'll, they'll give you a vision. We'll, 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 we'll give you a vision. You don't yeah. have, we'll give you a vision of fear and scarcity and want and lack and disease. We'll give that to you. 
But this other world is trying to say, come on, we can handle this stuff. We can do something about this. We can get rid of some of this greed. We can use it. We're not the only people in the universe. So you can have both of these things going on at the same time. And the thing is, and I say this, and it's not personal, it's a law, the highest frequency always wins. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> but but I mean, it may take a while. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 yeah. Trans the transformation is not going to be easy. Yeah. yeah, if you're in if you're in fear and you're in scarcity and you're in lack, that's a lower vibration. Mm -hmm. If you're in love or at least trying to be, if you're in, in in fairness, if you're in that, that's a higher vibration. Dr. King said it this way, but he's a very dualistic thinker. He said, "I believe." that good defeated is still more powerful than evil triumphant. So that's do it's either good or evil. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't try not to think that way too much anymore, but I get his point. But um, uh, um, the highest frequency will always win. So it, it, it depends on what frequency you're vibrating on. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're on a frequency of love, if you're in a frequency of abundance, if you're in a frequency of caring and that then then that's what the universe is going to show you but if you're in this other place but you got to have a vision of the world you want of the life you want because if you don't you know what is it my my it, where there's no vision the people perish proverbs tells us mm -hmm. yeah so you have to envision the kind of world like gandhi says be the change you want you want more love in the world be more loving you want more kindness in the world? Be more kind. Because the universe is, is, is Einstein said <clears throat> many things. But he said the most important question we can ask ourselves, because the answer will affect the way we live the rest of our lives, is the universe a friendly place? You got to answer that. Right. Because if you think that it's chaos and, you know, a mess, then that's what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. But if you think of it as a place of abundance, of adventure, of love, you'll get that. Right. In which it, and in reality, it has to be that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. I agree with you. But, you know, some people see it very differently. I know. And, 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 and that's what they're seeing. You know, it's like, it's like people, let's say you believe in a God. And people say, why is God making this happen to me? Why is it? This is not God. This is the result of our choices as human beings. Mm -hmm. that, that's what this is. It's the result of the choices we made. But, 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 but again, that's not taking responsibility. You know, if there's a God, show me there's a God. Why would God let this happen? Mm -hmm. Well, did God do this? Or did human beings do it? Right. You know, and I think that's like one of the biggest things that, that's happening is people are always looking for somebody or something to save them but yes. the truth is we all have yes. inner potential and untapped yes. abilities to save ourselves and i think mm -hmm. that's what the universe wants us to wake up to it's like no no you guys have everything you already need yeah to do what has to be done yeah yeah you already have it you just don't see it yeah you know why you don't see it? Because you don't believe it. Because you go, when you, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. And the universe says, no, 
doesn't work that way. You'll, you'll, you'll see it when you believe it. Mm-hmm. You'll see it when you believe it. And that is the key, my friend. Absolutely. Do, do you think that's part of what happened with part of with, with your experience was them somehow showing you the potential that you had? Like, like to me, anyway, like my, my experience with you is like the first time I talked to you, I was pretty down. You know, I wasn't in a good place. But I remember that night after I talked to you, I felt completely different. I felt like like, like in a way you reached into my heart and you healed me somehow. And it was, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, you know, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 and it was real. I didn't even question it. So, well, so well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. Uh, the second thing, but with me, brother, when we talked, um, and, and, and maybe that's how people heal. Mm-hmm. I, I just knew you were going through something and I had been through it. And I wanted to share with you. You know, I didn't force my opinions on you, but I, I know, I know what kind of place that is. It, it's hurtful. You know, when a breakup is painful, even even when they're not healthy, they're painful. Yeah. Because you grieve what could have been. This could have been so different, but it wasn't meant to be, and that's hard. And you have to let that go, and you have to go through the pain of that. Mm-hmm. And 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 so, um, I've been there. And I wanted to let you know you're not alone. I don't do this with everybody. I said to you, if you need me, if you just need to chat, give me a call. And I meant that. And I still mean it. Yeah. But that's what you do for people. You reach out. Not everybody. A, some people are going to hear it. B, mm-hmm. you may not have the time. But when the opportunity presents itself, and you'll know when it's right, because your spirit will guide you. That's That's what it was. And I think they made me more aware of it because see when I first met them at least when I remember because as a kid they may have been the one showing me the orbs and the auras and all that I don't know um I was an actor in New York and I was living a fast life brother I was sexing and drugging and I was I was I was uh I was enjoying my life mm-hmm. <laughs> But I wasn't being the best I could be right. to coin uh, the Marines or the reward. What you be the best you can be? <laughs> and they never told me, Michael. But they just after that, it just was like throwing cold water in my face, and it made me see that this was, you know, life is not frivolous. You could keep doing that. That's that's a choice. Yeah. But you have other choices, and why don't you explore them? So I sobered up. Uh, I took better care of my health. Because I had asthma. I have asthma now, but it's pretty well controlled, but I have it. And I started on a different path. And, uh, you know, I still enjoy a drink every now and then. And I still like a good conversation. I'm going to meet a, a buddy of mine for dinner tonight. And knowing me, it's going to have, we're going to have a glass, I am, a glass or two. I like mm-hmm. champagne. So that, and we're going to eat. And then he'll be, he has to go out of town. And I won't do it again, maybe, for who knows what. Even though the holidays are coming up, I love the Christmas time. <laughs> party and hang on but they someone yesterday said well do you think you got downloads and i said i don't really know what that means i said but if i got a download it was in my heart right okay because people get downloads and god bless them and i'm sure they do and maybe i've gotten them sometimes but that's knowledge 
Knowledge is different from wisdom. Knowledge can be applied and be wisdom, but you gotta, you know, you gotta make it work. Whatever download I got, it opened my heart. And to me, that's the only download that I need. Yeah. Yeah. Only download I need. My heart opened from these little people with the big old heads. And then I told, I, well, we can talk about that. One of them healed my blood clot. I had a blood clot. And then I had to go tell the doctor. It was, that's, we can talk about that. Yeah, definitely. My life just changed, man. And, um, and then years would go by and they wouldn't come. I would see them in my meditation, maybe a dream once in a while. But I was like, what happened? Do I have bad breath? What, what, what's going on? Nobody, you don't come anymore. And then a friend of mine said, just live your life. He'll come back. And then they did. Um, so that, that's where I am. Uh, it, but I came a long way because, you know, I had to go to therapy and it was crazy. Now, okay, let's get to the, I'll tell you about the blood clot. Yeah, definitely. I want to, but this is, this is one of the best dreams I had of them in the blood clot. Um, I was having a dream and they were in the dream and we were driving like a little scout craft, a little, like we were on patrol. It was me and one of the little, the great, the great chalk people. And uh, um, they were in the front. It looked like we were in a car, but we were in the air. So I, I'm saying it's a ship, little, little, little thing. And and I'm just sitting in the back, and I'm kind of just looking around, and 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 he, you know, we're talking, and we don't we don't talk though. It's think. And then all of a sudden, it stops. And I'm like, oh. I was like, would we break down? What? The? And he said, you take it. I said, take what? He said, you take the wheel. You know, not the wheel, the panels. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever he had, it could have been just his little mind doing this. I said, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he said, yeah. And the next thing I know in the dream, I'm up front. It's like driving Miss Daisy. He's in the back and we go. And when I woke up, you know, I tried to figure out what, what was that? And I got it though. Um, Cause a psychic friend told me, Oh, I could tell you about him. Anyway, um, you got to live your life, Michael. They're not living your life for you. You got to live your life. Yeah. You are the commander of your ship. Okay. You drive. They're in the back. That was that was beautiful. Okay. July fourth, twenty thirteen. I had a healing. Bad time for me. My dad had died in January. I, 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 I lost my job and I took my employer to court. I, I threatened to. And I had a blood clot. <clears throat> Never had a blood clot. So I'll give you the backstory. July 4th, my, my, my ex and um, my daughter, they love the fireworks. I don't like fireworks. And we would go every July 4th. You had to find a parking space. You get there at seven. You're sitting outside at this park at a lake and the mosquitoes are eating you up and it's crowded. People are so close, you need a lubricant. They're like right up on you and they're sitting on their towels and you're like, oh, and, and get away. And, and, and then 
you you're out there two hours. You got to stay out there until it gets dark, which is nine thirty. You've been sitting out there mm-hmm. since seven, and the show is only twenty five minutes. It's over at ten. <laughs> Come on, but I'm a good dad, and I'm trying to be a good ex, and so we go. But July fourth, the gods smiled because there was a thunderstorm. I'm talking. And it made me think, I have a lot of friends who served in Vietnam. Uh, most of them were infantry. Some of them were SEALs. A lot of them were Green Beret. They were special forces. And some of them were just grunts. And they would say, Michael, you be sleeping in your base camp. There may be mud in your, in your foxhole from the rain. And you would hear the outgoing artillery. And you just learn. You, you, you get a couple hours sleep. I said, with artillery, you get a couple hours sleep, you'd be exhausted. That night, it sounded like it, like I was in a base camp somewhere. It was pouring rain, and it was it was like it was like war. And I remember right back there, and I said to myself, um, "This is what they were telling me. This is what they would. This is like war." And I turned around again. I don't know. I wasn't asleep, and, like, and so I turned around into my bedroom, and there was a being, looked like a human being, almost tall as my ceiling, like a page boy, blonde. You could see he wasn't human, but you could see he was he was humanoid. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have a big head, or he didn't look like a snake, or what. And he had on, it was like a hoodie. But you call him a cowl, right? It's that robe like the monks wore or whatever. And he had a, a robe belt. And I, 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 I can see myself, I was like in my bed, like, oh, shit. And he looked at me and you could see his muscles through the robe, okay? This was pumped. He put his hand out like that and an apple green light hit me in my stomach because I I turned over on my bed. Now I had a blood clot and my right leg had a, it was big as LeBron James. I wish I was built like that for real. <laughs> I had a blood clot from my ankle to the groin area. No, my 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 legs are like ostrich legs. They really are. And um I was taking um something called a nex a nexaparin, a nexapin. You would inject it in your stomach. You're trying to yeah. make the clot go away. And then they gave me Wayfarin, which is Coumadin. And so when I got out, and it was, uh, this is significant, it was at 9.50 p.m. So it was 10 minutes to 10. When I got, when I looked at my leg, when I swung out of the bed, I was jacked up. All that energy and fear. You know, your system gets overloaded. My leg was normal. And I could not believe it. The first person I called, I know you know him, Preston Dennett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I called Preston. And because Preston had a book out on UFO healings. Mm-hmm. And he put this story, I'm telling you now, it's in a second. I wanted to tell him. But, he, you know, it was 10 minutes to 7. But he was hanging out. This is in California. Man. <laughs> yeah. Life is good. And I said, oh, Lord, who can I tell? So I went to see my ex and my daughter the next day. 
And I didn't have the presence of mind. I mean, in 2013, did I have, a, what kind of phone? Maybe I had a flip phone, I don't even know. I didn't think about taking a picture. But when I went to see them, they were like, oh my God, they healed your leg. And they did. But here was the $100,000 thing. I had to go to the doctor. Right. Because, you know, every every 10 days, every week, they, they stick that in your hand and they pick your blood and, you know. And when I went there, they were like, can you explain this? I was like, explain what? They said, your leg is, it's back to normal pretty much, isn't it? I said, yeah, yeah, it is. Very good. <laughs> he said, how did that happen? <laughs> he said, how did it happen? <laughs> did you and tell him? Like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> me up, man. He's locked me up. And it kept going back and forth like a contest. And then finally, I because I said, I said, I don't know. I said, you don't know. And I can't explain it. And um, I said, but aren't you happy? Can you be happy for me? I'm, I'm, I'm better. It's gone. And, and then I put him on his heels. I put him on his heels a little bit. And he said, uh, yeah, yeah. He said, of course, we, of course we're happy. We're just trying to understand. And I said, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. And so, and I said, I'm not gonna take any more of those drugs either. And they didn't fight me on it because I was on them for about four months. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still have the after effect. Like I get cold really easy. Sometimes I have a circulation problem. They told me that would go away, but it never did. Um, but they, my, 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 my clot was healed. I don't know why. But obviously, I, I, I'm doing, I think I'm doing what they want me to do. I'm doing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was July 4th, 2013 at 9.50 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I had a healing from a space brother. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. Do you think that their intention is to try to guide the human race into becoming more conscious and um, realizing our potential more to That's avoid exactly. some type of catastrophe. No. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Let's avoid one of those. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I think. Now, I want to be clear, brother, and you know me. I can't say what all of them want because uh -huh. it's so many different races, man. I mean, it's these folks are happy. I mean, it's, it's diversity. You want to talk about diversity, uh, okay? Uh, uh, but it's like it's like you walk into the bar at Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're talking that kind of. But I think so. But but notice that we're not being forced. Right. I mean, I don't know. Even Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder can see that if a ship flies over a nuclear weapons installation and turns off the power. Well, you don't have to go to Harvard to figure that out. Right. They're saying, this is not good. You don't know what you're playing with. But how we interpret it as adolescents, if we're that old, collectively, oh, man, you're taking, this is our airspace. You're taking over. What, what are you doing? I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. And, and so, oh, you know, even now, uh, uh, you know, well, well they're, they're taking their threat. You know, that's where it's going. Yeah. They're taking over our airspace. And if they wanted, with the technology that they had, if they wanted to do something, they could have done it all. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the way I look at it. Now, maybe it's more complicated than that. Um, I don't know if there's a prime director. 
Uh, it seems like there probably could be one that you got to let, you can give people options, but you can't force them. And if they want to blow themselves up yeah. or pollute their planet. But I do think with the nuclear question, it, that may be, there may be more to it than meets the eye because when you split the atom, you are affecting other dimensions. That's what I think well. too. I wonder if yeah. we're like, make, you know, we're inhabiting our space at a certain vibration, and mm -hmm. there's certain ones that are inhabiting the exact same space at their vibration. But if we yes. set off a nuclear bomb, which we've done, everybody's jacked up. Yes, yeah, and I think that's what uh, I think that's what the uh, the problem is. That you know, you know, you got neighbors down the street. And they're, they're playing with guns, man. They're dangerous, you know. Uh, so we, we should go down there and at least see what they're doing. I think it's more like that. And we're doing it. And, uh, we, you know, the pollution and all this. And, you know, we, we, we want to weaponize space. You know, that's what's going on with this little, you know, Battlestar Galactica Space Force thing. Mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no place for that, man. There's no place for that. So we're going to screw up this planet. And then go to someone else's and do that. So I think that they're trying to tell us in not so subtle ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we don't pick up subtlety that, <laughs> uh, you know, th there's a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, you know, I, I think we probably already weaponized space. We just don't know. Yes. It. I'm sure uh, we yeah. have. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe. You. Well, you know we have. Yeah. You know we we pay for this dome for Israel, right? They got yeah. that dome. Now that's that's space technology if there ever was one. Mm -hmm. You don't think we have that too? I'm sure we do. Yeah, I'm sure we do, and they're just not talking about. It. Yeah. You don't think we we have that? And so we're not going to uh, protect you and not. Hey, this is a good idea. Maybe we should have. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, that's the thing. We got all this technology and we could live a totally different life. We could eradicate hunger. I'm sure there's a cure for cancer somewhere we're not being told about, but we make weapons. Yeah, we do, we make weapons. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't use it, you know, the with nuclear weapon. I, I mean, you know, these people are flying in ships and they don't use Exxon or British Petroleum or they don't need that. They're using clear, clean energy. They may be just using their minds, but do you know that Exxon and British Petroleum, they don't want that. You know how much money they would lose? Do you know how much money the cancer research uses, uh, loses? If, if Jesus came back and started healing everybody, he'd have a problem. <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, they'd lock him up. He'd practicing medicine. He'd have a problem. He'd get crucified because by the drug companies. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You'd have a problem, man, because there's too much money involved. I mean, we laugh yep. to keep from crying. But you, you heard that joke, right? When Jesus, he's on his way to Jerusalem and he's healing people and touching people on the way. And, you know, and he's right outside Jerusalem and it's a homeless guy and he looks like he's sick. And Jesus goes over like he's going to touch him. And the guy says, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm on Medicare. <laughs> don't you touch me I'm okay I don't need any help I'm getting my check okay and, and this is what we're dealing with 
This is what we're dealing with. It's terrible. What do you? Why do you think that is? Like, like, like I mean, in, in a lot of ways, like, like we talked about, like the quantum stuff, right? You know, yes. and in quantum physics, um, we know that um, everything that exists is ninety nine point nine percent empty. So therefore, it only exists in the form of vibration and consciousness. Yes. So yes. if everything only go. exists in vibration and consciousness. Why are we giving this other stuff any type of value? Why are we giving things physical value to begin with? It almost doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. But remember, everybody's not as awake as awoke as we are. And and I don't mean that. And there are more people mm-hmm. more woke than you and I are. And I don't mean woke just in the way we're using it now. That's a good way to be woke. What's the old story? Um, uh, I'm paraphrasing. They asked Buddha. You know, they knew something was odd about him. What are you a god? No. Are you, are, are you a king? No. Are you a prophet? No. What are you? He says, I'm awake. Um, everybody doesn't, they're not there. Just like probably in another lifetime, or maybe even in this lifetime, we weren't there. I certainly wasn't uh, right. coming along. So that's part of it as well. You, you know, 8 billion people are not going to be on the same page at the same time, right? I always say, you know, three of us could see a car accident, and we couldn't agree on what we saw. So now you, you put that on steroids. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just part of evolution that civilizations evolve if they don't destroy themselves. And that's where we are, collectively speaking, and even as a culture. This empire we built, if we don't pull it together, I mean, it is an empire. It's not a republic. We're trying to, to, to experiment with a democracy. We haven't reached it yet. Right. But because of greed and corporate greed and because of, um, you know, this illusion of separation, we could be the earliest empire to just crumble, but we could also destroy the planet. So how do you undo all that? The consciousness has to be raised. Yes. And, and I guess I, I, I don't, you know, it doesn't mean... Um, you know how they how they raised mine. Sometimes just exposure to something different. Remember that old saying: at, you can't keep them on the farm after they've been to Paris, right? After I've had a new experience, uh, uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes. Once the human mind has been stretched, it never goes back to the way it was. Well, once you've had these experiences, any experience. And some people go to war and they come back, and some people say, "I." We could have won that war next time. And some people may say, man, that was so horrible. What I did and saw, I'm just going to work for peace. That's That was terrible what, what I did, what I saw. Well, some people have these experiences. And they can come from being dead and coming back, NDE. They can come from out of body. They can come from being in a bad relationship. They can come, I remember a therapist saying, they don't always have to come through pain is what I'm saying. One day he was jogging in the morning in Colorado. He said, I can't explain it. The sun was coming up and I was looking at the mountains and and he said, I just had to stop. I was so awe-inspired. I was awestruck. And he said, it changed him. Now you can't live in that state forever, but once you've known that state, it's like a deep meditation Mm -hmm. and everything dissolves and you get this oneness. You can't live like that. Not, Not unless you live in a mountain somewhere by yourself or whatever. But once you've been there, you know it's possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you and can. so people have had these experiences, 
and they know what's possible. But if you've never had it, you're not going to get it from here. This cannot take you there. When I used to go to 12-step meetings for codependency, um, they, they would say, and they said it obviously with alcoholics and sexaholics and what have people shopping. Our best thinking got us here. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard is, that quite a few times. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. This is this is where our best thinking got us. <laughs> yeah, our best thinking got us here. Do, do you think that um, there are people or an organization that is trying to maintain or lower vibration? To keep us where we're at or bring us yeah, even to yeah. a lower level? I think so. I, I think our political systems all over the world. Uh, uh, and some to great, some some are trying to lift it up, but most of them because what do people fear the most? Change. Yeah. And to talk about the Star Trek world we want, the Star Wars world we want, <laughs> uh, you know, um, uh, you have to change. And nobody wants change. Nobody likes change except a, a wet baby. Anybody else, I don't want change. And so I'm making too much money, man. I'm living, I'm living high on the hog. Mm -hmm. Why would I give all this up? <laughs> you know, why, why? What is what is wrong with these people? You know? You're in the greatest country in the world. Shut up. It wasn't so bad. Sure, we took your, your land. Sure, sure. We, you know, what are you kneeling for? Sure, you work for free. You're lazy. <laughs> I work for free, but I'm lazy. You know, sure, you're poor and you're white and you're trash. Just, just shut up. <laughs> shut up. And so these forces are saying, mm -hmm. I got it too good, man. I'm not giving this. I'm living. You know? And so what do you do? You, you, you squelch those kind of movements. You know, in order to be the good, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you become a superpower by keeping other people from becoming superpowers? How do you do that? Well, you know, maybe I dabble in an election over here, or maybe, oh my God, there's assassination over there, or maybe I try to take your resources and stuff. This is hardball. This is hardball. And I control the people and I keep them in fear because if I don't, they're going to see the person behind the curtain. And when you do, you'll see Wall Street, corporations, American Medical Association, National Rifle Association, but they're losing them. Because all these people, these are powerful lobbies. I said, if Jesus came back and started healing people, problem, mm -hmm. problem. He started holding rallies, okay, like Dr. King did, telling people don't go to war, there's an out of the war, problem. This person's a problem. We can't have that. People started saying, you know what? I'm going to reach for the homeopathic thing first. I'm going to use these herbs and stuff first. I'll, I'll get the chemo if I need it, but let me try this first because that may kill me faster than it can. That person's a problem. It's a problem. What the, what the problem is you're taking money from me. Stay in your lane, Michael. You're a little interfaith minister. You had some experiences. Shut up. Okay, Dr. King, you don't be talking about, and I'm not equating myself with that. You mm -hmm. don't be talking about war. You're a civil rights worker. Don't be doing foreign policy. You, you, foreign policy? Okay, 
you know, um, and 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 so on and so on and shooby dooby dooby as <laughs> Sly and the Family Stone says. But but you start to get the picture. Yeah, you start to get the picture here. Uh, uh, what is it, free energy? No, you see what happened to Tesla. We're not having that. <laughs> yeah, they killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then they took all his took, went in his house and took all his papers and everything. We don't know where they. Free energy? No, we're not having that. No, no, stop it. We'll give you know. There it is. There it is. And people don't want to see that because then you, because you believe that you know even was was racism with cops and not all cops obviously, but we don't want to believe that because to believe that my country does things that I'm ashamed of or should or that the police do or it, it's it's starting to see they don't. What the powers that be don't want, and in some ways that's happening now, when people start losing faith in the public institutions, there's chaos, right? Yeah. I don't believe what the doctor's telling me anymore. I don't believe what my government's telling me anymore. I don't believe, but some things will have to have that in order to change. Absolutely. Some chaos is Maybe it's not yeah. chaos, but it's good. It's good change is what it is. It's not really chaos. Order is created out of chaos, right? Yeah. There's chaos, order. And so what we're seeing now is, is scary in some ways, but okay, I'll give an example. People they ain't working no more, man. They're not working. <laughs> I know. I went to get a pizza the other day, which I really didn't want because all the cheese on it. But I was hungry after you had to shoot. And it took us a long time, and they were gracious. They just said, we only got two staff people here. Okay, so we're seeing that all over. So you can't blame it on immigrants, because you can't blame a work shortage on immigrants when nobody's worked. But somebody will figure it out. But when you do start hiring, people are saying, I, I need, I mean, yes, yeah, some of it's from mandates and all that. But people, I want I want a good wage. I want a livable wage. I want health insurance. You know, people are saying until you give me that, I can find other ways to survive. So in this, maybe something good coming out of it, because these employers and stuff, if they mm -hmm. want people to start coming back to work, you're going to have to start treating them better. Mm -hmm. have to start, because it took us a it took a virus to get it that everybody's essential. You know, remember they do essential workers, who's essential, yeah. who isn't? We're all essential. If you want to keep your business open, now you're feeling it. Now they're feeling it. We, we were spending trillions of dollars in Afghanistan. It'd be interesting to see what we're going to do with that money now. I mean, we're at wars in Africa. We got little wars going on all over. But now there's more money because when people say, well, we, we, we're going to do that, that we'll tax and spend, and we, we, where's that money coming from? You got the money. You don't say that when you want to fight somebody. Well we, well, we need to go to war with China. Where's that money coming from? That, that question never comes up. Who is this guy? Who's this guy asking this question? Mm -hmm. We always come up the money for that. But when it comes to education, when it comes to cutting student loans, Europe does it. Yes, they're having their fiscal problems, but you can, you, you can, you just have to stop fighting everybody. 
Money is okay. a, money is a weird thing because it doesn't actually even exist. If they want money, they just add some more zeros to the end of a number. <laughs> that's right, and that's how you get in, in 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 trouble. Money is an exchange of energy. It's supposed to be an equal yeah. exchange, not yeah this massive unequal that we have now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just printing money out of the out of the blue, and 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 now we got all this debt, but somebody's making money. One percent of the people still own 40, 50 percent of the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened in the paper? Remember they found what would they call it a couple of weeks ago? Not the paper, we can see how old I am on social media and the news. Um they found out these people had this money with the guy, the king of Saudi Arabia and Somebody in the Eastern Baltic states, they have all these money in these accounts. Did you see about that? No, I didn't and see. And that was that was in that was in the that was in the news for two days. You don't hear any more about it. But it's just ten days ago. Hmm. All these world leaders. That's what's going wow. to take us out. That and people knowing more about Urban Meyer and and the Jaguars than they do about how their government works. That's what's going to <laughs> Yeah. People more excited about Monday night football than, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what's going to, indifference, ignorance. You know, re- actually, over the last three three weeks, I've been taking this remote viewing course. And it was with uh, David Morehouse. You know, he was worked for the CIA and did all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and, you know, this thing's been around for like almost like 100 years. The government has been using this. You know, they're extracting information out of, like, the the, the quantum matrix field, you know. And and one of the things that I I started to think is if if they figured out how to extract information from the quantum matrix field 100 years ago, I'm sure by now they figured out ways to put information into it, Mm -hmm. too, which – which spreads and, 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 and allows them to control and manipulate reality. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they know when we're asleep, they're thinking, especially now, because now, they, you know, they could be losing a little grip on control. I mean, I don't think they wanted to talk about UAPs, but they realized that one day, because we got all this technology and phones, one day, Somebody's going to take a picture of something that they can't explain away. Yeah. Or, 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 or even worse, probably to their mind, one day they're going to see somebody walk out of one of these crafts. And so they have to be on the front end of that. Because I'm sure if they could have kept this secret longer, they would have. And even now, they're not telling you everything. Yeah, they just kind of admitted, like, there's this phenomena. It's not from Earth, but... It's also not from space either. We're not going to say where what it is. Yeah, yeah but they yeah. know what it is and where it's coming from, and they, and know, they know who they are. Some of them. Yeah, yeah. But you know, just a little bit. Give you just a little bit. Yeah. Do Do you think that the idea that extraterrestrials are coming down and like helping people like you have realizations and you know? And um, allowing you to access your potential, a threat to them? I think it is now. See, what they could do if they wanted to, and who knows they could, is they could just say, all you people, Reverend Carter and all you other folk, 
you know, you've been in touch with a foreign power and we need just to round you up hmm. just for safety reasons, <laughs> you know, and we need to just keep you over here for a while. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we think you're a, instead of like a Russian spy, you're a, a, a well, contactee. Well, I mean, if they wanted to. Yeah. They could say, because if you've been in contact with them and who knows what viruses or microbes you and I can say, well, this is going on for years. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I've had, you know, my shots and stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Just, just can you get your stuff? We'll just come on out with that. We'll, yeah, they could do that. Yeah, they could. And who's to say that they won't? It just depends on who, what, when, where, and how. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, I guarantee I, you, yeah, if there was one person or two people, whatever maybe Stephen Greer or so, who really started drunk. Like, let's say um, if it hasn't happened or let's say somebody, you know, gets more and more well-known and is doing healings or is just, you know, have, has a following. And because they always want, monitor people who draw crowds who have the potential. Mm-hmm. And let's say someone gives a concert in a stadium or at a nightclub and that person's going to be watched. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're drawing too much attention. Yeah. That's hmm. so why it's kind of important, I think, to kind of get this information out so they can't erase all of it. No, they can't. And and, and, and and like Victor Hugo said, no lie lives forever. But, you know, things are gradual. And you have a lot of, you know, we live in a surveillance state. There are a lot of gadgets and widgets and ways to keep people under surveillance and keep things contained, you know? And like I told you just now about this thing about all these wealthy leaders, they, that, that, was, that was two days, maybe a day and a half, it's over. You don't hear mm. any more about it. Yeah, I don't have to look that up. Talking. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. So uh, before we wrap this up, where can my listeners find you and get your new book? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Uh, well, they can find me at uh, the books at Barnes and Nobles and Amazon and some select bookstores. I don't know where. Uh, but yeah, Amazon, all my books are on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You can write to me at Michael J. S. Carter at gmail.com. I will get back to you. You can go to my website, which is... Uh, www.michaeljscarter.com um, uh, Ancient Aliens I did something back in July I think those shows were starting to air they didn't give me the air date um, and uh, I will write you back and um, and we can be in contact uh, th- this, this documentary I shot is really in the embryonic stages they're going to be interviewing physicists and professors and uh, I'm representing the spiritual part and uh, I'm sure they're going to be talking to other people on that topic and um, we're going to be talking about NDEs and OBEs and and people seeing ghosts and reincarnation and science and some of the scientists that are going to be interviewed have had these experiences and they're going to be talking about how they explain it and that kind of thing. So maybe a year from now, but just know that 
Um, a lot, like I said, I know of I know of two other people. One's in New Zealand, another one's in in the states here, and they're trying to do the same thing. Trying to do this. See, that's what I mean. Consciousness is shifting. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about stuff in the future that we weren't even allowed to think about. It's important. It's very yeah. important. And that's how the paradigm changes. It's important that, that, that people question. Well, one, I always like my whole purpose of this podcast is not is to get people to formulate their own questions and find their own answers. Because that's more powerful, I think, than me just trying to tell people what they can, what to believe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. And 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 you know, you lead by example, and you can only go as fast as your slowest person. And um, and 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 what we said at the beginning, if people don't have a vision, they will give you one. They will give one for you. Yeah, that's what they we will form want. your reality for you. And what you're trying to tell people is that you create your reality by how you think and how you you relate Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it powerful right and opening up your heart makes a huge difference that's it that's what i mean it's all there awesome yeah Uh, i'm gonna post all those links in the notes of this episode it was a pleasure talking to you man and thank you for coming back brother yeah yeah keep in touch with me i will and uh so you're going to be hanging out till when are you moving? First of the year? I am moving November, probably November second. It's going to be okay. a couple of days of driving and yeah. So that's <laughs> going to be good, man. I mean, come on, you'll have a lot to give, be thankful for. You end the year on that note, and you start a new year. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to being back somewhere where there's an actual community of like-minded people, you know, where I can go to conventions, do some paranormal investigating and all that great stuff. Right. And no one's going to say, Hey, Yankee. (laughs) Exactly. I I hate being called Yankee. Yeah. 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 Is that, is that an Italian name? Yankee. Anyway, brother, keep keep in touch. (laughs) I will. Thanks, man. Hang on for one second and I'll play the outro. All right, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. 